Yes, you can be sociable. It's a good thing. It's godly. Mm-hmm. Romans 12, read it. Anyways, tonight uh, is all about love. And uh, I've entitled the whole night, The Gift of Love. And uh, there it is. It's our relationship panel night. And uh, I want you to put your hands together. And uh, we got some very special people in our church. We're gonna invite them up. Ryan McNaught, Vucky and Faith, come on up. Pastor Mark and Nina and Isaac and Jolene Scott, come on. Oh, we're gonna have some fun tonight, my friends. Uh, just over the other side, Pastor Nina. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was heavier than I thought. Achoo. Now, you all have a mic. Uh, oh, yes. Bless the cafe team and bless the Lord. Oh. So, now, um, first of all, you two. They, they, they were laughing that, you know, Faith and Vaki are just recently married and uh, they're going to get distracted and not be able to answer the questions. And uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, let me explain uh, the process of tonight. Um, we're going we're gonna to go through a journey of relationship tonight, okay? So uh, we're going to start how everyone starts. Single, like Ryan. Ryan is single, okay? Yes. Single, and whether he knows it or not, very ready to mingle, okay? Okay, anyone with a beard that good? I'm just saying, I got a bit of beard envy. I saw a photo, and I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, it's coming back. Anyways, uh, so single, and then you meet someone, and you date them, and uh, Vokey and Faith have just recently got married, which is super excited, so they've clearly dated well enough that they've made it to the next step. So these guys are up here to talk all about dating. And uh, now next step beyond dating is marriage. They've got married. And then once you get married, kids. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You know, that was the first commandment. It's never been reneged. Just saying. And uh, Isaac and Jolene have heeded the word of the Lord. And uh, they have been fruitful and multiplied as two become one. And uh, I remember our last relationship panel night, Pastor Mark goes, now for all the kids in the room, it's S-E, yes, everyone knows the end of that one. So Isaac and Joel, they've been married for quite a few years now, and they've got a wonderful young family, and thus they're going to be approaching the questions from this angle. And then uh, once you've had kids, kids grow up, and uh, they become independent, and uh, Pastor Mark and Nina, uh, they're in a stage where they've still got, still got one at home, they've got one abroad, and they've got one that's also been married and on the way to producing grandchildren. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, Jack's sick at home in bed, so I can say that tonight, and he'll still like me, because he's not even going to know I said it. And uh, Pastor Mark and Nina, our senior pastors, are going to be approaching it from that angle tonight. So, uh, first of all, uh, I've got some photos, so if uh, you want to throw number two up there, please, team. Uh, this is Ryan. You like that photo? It's a good choice. Thank you. I like that photo too. Uh, and uh, yeah, feel free, guys, to chime in with your photos because you're going to appreciate all of them. Uh, number three, this is, uh, this is, this is a Vaki and Faith. Ooh. Can you just jump back to number two? Okay, now go to number three. 
All right, what are you all looking at? <laughs> what is, now, can I just say, Ryan, you're looking in the right direction because, hey, hey, come on, there it is. Number two again, team. And then number three again, just putting it out there. There's someone over there. And uh, Ryan is in tune. Okay, and then number four, Isaac and Joel's. Woohoo! Check it out. Now, you'll notice, um, now, the stage had carpet on it back then, um, and we didn't have a cool LED screen. We had an old-school screen that was above our heads, and um, you didn't have to do what I had to do for the media. You have to put everything at the top half when you got couches. Well, back then, you could just put everything because everyone had neck problems, but that's actually this room. Isaac and Jolene got married pretty much right in the same spot they're sitting at the moment because this is the OG stage. Hey, hey, it's the beginning of many good things, yes. And then uh, next, next one uh, along. Ooh. There it is, Pastor Marks. Look at that grin in the background there. He's like, yes, I did. <laughs> now, Pastor Mark, I've worked it out why you always wanted to see Yovana and I kiss and why you always kiss Pastor Nina on stage and why you always ask every couple that's ever been to kiss. Look at your friends. They're all like blowing kisses and smooching and trying to kiss each other. And I'm like, it must have just been the done thing. Like, I find it weird, but anyways. So, all right, moving on. And uh, we're going to jump into our questions now. Now, firstly, Ryan. Ryan, uh, question number one. It's not a trick question, I'm joking. So, we're going to talk first of all about, Ryan, getting ready. So, getting ready to go into a relationship. Uh, lots of different people approach this from different angles, and uh, I would say to you that the world says to do it one way. Uh, they have a lot of um, theology that they like to put around this. Try before you buy, what if you don't know, all of these sorts of things. You know, I know me, what I do to me, you know, isn't going to affect anyone else, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, the blessed way, the best way, God's way uh, is a way. So, Ryan, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in getting ready for a relationship. It's a really good question. Um, it is. And I, I do have an answer. Um, <laughs> um, I think just the, the main thing that, sort of working on when you're single, I think would just be to, um, yeah, pursue God first. That's the most important thing that i found, and it's, again, working so far. I'm still single, so it works, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But it, it just builds a really good foundation of, um, for you who you yes. know who God is. Um, and that's really important, even if you're not with someone, and that's probably the most important thing, um, is to just have for your own personal sake, who you know who God is. Um, so I think that would be number one, for yep. sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, Ryan. And uh, obviously, you know, my friends, we have asked all of these people to be on our panel tonight because we respect them and we respect the, what, the way they are living in the season that they are in and also the seasons that they've been in. And uh, I agree, Ryan. You know, the Bible says that uh, the Lord orders the steps of the righteous, and so as you stay close to him and follow him and learn about him, it's an ordering in there. Thank you. Uh, moving along our journey, as I said, uh, over here to Faith and Vocky. Uh, so once, once you guys met, and uh, I'd love for you to quick snippet on uh, who met who first and, and what happened there, but uh, off the back of that, so maybe one of you could share that, and then the second one, how, how did you guys in your dating season communicate effectively because uh, obviously it's worked. You're married. 
Oh, um, I think it was like five years ago where I got this notification on Facebook <laughs> from Faith, and I was—I remember looking at it. I was like, "Who's this girl? Like, she's just beautiful." And then, um, yeah, I, I shot my shot. I guess sent a little <laughs> message, and then, um, yeah, five years later. So Facebook marriages, yeah, they work. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Voki. So, Faith, in all of that, obviously, you've communicated a lot. You've probably, uh, at the start of your communication, you know, you've talked just about fun stuff and getting to know each other. And then as you've started to realize, oh, I really, really, really like this guy. Maybe this could be the guy and the, the husband. And so, you know, the topics of conversation are going to change. Tell us about how you had effective communication through your dating stage. Um, yeah, at the start, it was definitely just like, oh, anything he said was just absolutely right. You know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes, absolutely. Like, you're the best. Everything you say, just like, you know, whatever. Um, but as you, like, get into dating and, like, you know, you go through some stuff and you realise that um, they're not always right and you're not always right and someone's good, something's going to give. So... I think that kind of the main thing that we learned eventually uh, after five years was um, how important it is to understand that our, like, maybe not for everyone, but for us specifically, our communication styles are different. And so learning to, first of all, realise, oh, okay, my communication style is this and his is this, and it's okay that we're different and having grace for that. And, um, like, for example, myself, I'm very, like, I know what I have to say and I have lots to say and I'll say it straight away. Whereas Vox is a bit, he's a bit more calm. Like, if you know Vox, he's so chill, right? So that's just him in communication. He's chill, he takes a bit of time to process. But I think, like, it's it's been so helpful because in him being patient and a bit slower to kind of have a conversation and um, take things in, I'm learning to, okay, slow down. I don't need to say everything in, you know like, bam, I don't have to come with full force. Like, I can take time. And then him, he is also realising that, you know, I am like this, and so there's there's grace there. And so I think that's really been helpful for us is understanding that we're super different, and that's a good thing, that's okay, because we're actually learning from that and how to communicate um, through challenges. We're actually helping each other through that. And so, yeah, I think learning to understand that we're different, it's okay, and... Um, yeah, showing grace through that. And we've been able to work through some hard conversations easier. Not, it's not easy, but easier because of, because of that. So. Yeah. So, Faith, I want to double down on this just for a moment before we move on. Uh, when things arose that were difficult in nature, so something that you realised about each other um, or possibly even realised about yourself now being in a relationship with someone, different sides of us come alive. Um, when it was really real, how did you guys work through that in communicating to each other? I think, um, first of all, saying how we feel and then saying, like, yeah, how whatever they have said or whatever we've just done, how that made us feel. And then saying, like, I would appreciate, like, this instead. So kind of both of us saying how we feel in this circumstance, whether it's we don't actually believe or whether we don't feel that that's exactly what happened, just listening to each other and taking the time to be selfless and humble ourselves before each other. 
and say, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to listen to you. Even if, I, if you're not right or I'm not right, whatever, it's just like, okay, I'm going to humble myself before you um, and be selfless in that and then listen. And then you find by the end of it, really, it's like once you kind of calm down and, and just listen to each other, you kind of forget how much, like how big that problem was or whatever it was that was so big that was just kind of, it felt really big in the moment, but it's just listening to each other and even, yeah, obviously asking God, God, okay, like help me in this. Like I'm, I'm not the best at this, so help me Holy Spirit in this moment. Yep, and did you find when you asked God that, that there was things that he dealt with in you as well? Uh, in those moments uh, or, you know, pockets of wisdom in how to deal with it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, God is full of wisdom and so is his word. And I think a lot of times we would, yeah, I guess go into the Bible. And even if it wasn't in that specific moment, like say the next day or that week, it would be just like God would be revealing things and kind of opening our hearts to, oh, like, see this way, opening our eyes to different things. And so I think, yeah, just both of us really like allowing God to come into even our conversation, even if it was a really joyful conversation, it was just like, God, you're here, you know, in this moment and we, we want him to be there. Um, so, yeah. Yep. It's very true in moments where things can get a little bit difficult in our relationships that if you do take that moment to stop and pause and to ask God, God, what would you say to me? in all of this, and because uh, as we know, it takes two to tango, and uh, sometimes we think, oh, you know, the other person has to change to make this relationship work, or, you know, what they've said or what they've done, that's not right, and then you pray, and God starts dealing with you, and it c- comes out of that verse where Jesus says, don't worry about the speck in your brother's eye, worry about the plank, the log in your own, and God will always go, well, how about this? And, uh, you know, I know uh, that uh, Pastor Mark has always shared the wisdom around that in when we start to pray for people that we're struggling with, God always reveals something that he goes, oh, hang on, what about this? And you need to seek forgiveness for this or do that for that that person. Um, Moving over to uh, Joel's and Isaac, um, it says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22, that he who finds a wife finds a treasure, finds something awesome, finds what is good, and receives favor from the Lord. And uh, I know that you guys would agree with that, and uh, you can see that uh, there on the screen. Um, So building upon, uh, obviously, things like effective communication in maintaining relationship, you guys now have kids, and uh, I want you to answer the question about how you protect the team that you've built. So maybe one of you could answer the question um, how you have built strength in your relationship and then one of you could answer how you protect and maintain that strength in your relationship. Yeah, so um, I think for us in terms of team, uh, as parents, especially of young, four young, uh, beautiful kids at the back there, um, I think one thing that's really important for us as mum and dad, as husband and wife is that we are very much one in the culture of our home and in the discipline in our home. So, you know, for our kids, they know what's expected from mum and dad is exactly the same. We build that together in discipline as well. If they go to mum for something, if they decide to do a take two with dad, they're going to hear the exact same thing. You know, and it's never going to be different. So I think that's really important that the culture of the home, the discipline of the home, which all comes from the Bible, uh, is, is really clear and that, that we're exactly the same on the same page as that. 
uh, another thing for us in, um, you know, I guess building team, if you put it that way, is we try to do as much as we practically can together. Uh, you know, we don't live separate lives. You know, I don't go off on weekends with my mates on a regular basis, anything, nothing like that. Of course, you do a bit of that and you socialise and all of that. that. That's fine and good and healthy to have individual relationships. But the core relationship, the one we really look forward to having as much time as practical, is uh, you know, those times when we can do things together as a couple. Um, yeah, so that's what mm. I would say. Um, and I think one thing that I was thinking on, along that lines of kind of protecting yep. that relationship and that unity and that teamwork is um, really being deliberate about guarding your heart and your mind. Because I think one thing that I've seen over the years is how quickly the enemy will come in to try and divide you. And, you know, these little things, these little niggly things can come. And, and if we don't kind of put a stop to those they can become this bigger resentful wedge between you that you're like, whoa, where did that come from? And so um, just a little example, you know, young mums and any younger mums out there will know this, that, you know, 3 a.m., you're sitting there in the dark, rocking the baby, trying to get that burp up or trying to get them to settle or whatever it is. And those moments can be really lonely. You know, you've got this little beautiful thing on you, but actually you can feel really lonely. And um, you know, I remember just because I've had three very unsettled babies, so I've had very long nights. And so this has actually been a thing where I, I recognize and I feel like the Holy Spirit really prompted me to say, Joel, are you going to let this be a resentment? Because, you know, it was like, oh, I'm really glad you're sleeping well, because that's good. <laughs> How'd you sleep, darling? Good, good, good. <laughs> You know, so, and again, we kind of laugh about that, but over many, many months, you know, it, it was this thing where the Holy Spirit was like, Jules, are you going to let this build resentment? Because it was actually becoming a wedge, you know? And so I went, oh man, okay, Lord, no. So every time that kind of um, sense of divide, like you're over there comfortable and happy and I'm over here struggling, I was like, no way. We are a team. We are in this together. I'm actually really happy that you are getting a good sleep and going to wake up refreshed to deal with the other things that are going on over here, you know. And so it was just reframing that and guarding my mind, guarding my heart to say, no, I'm not going to let that disunity, that seed of disunity, that seed of resentment plant and grow. And I think that's probably been a really big thing um, is, yeah, the mind and guarding my mind so that the practical outworking of that is that I stand here knowing no, we are actually a team and any feelings I've got going on, they don't really matter. So, mm. yeah. Can I just add one thing to that? Sorry. Yes. I think from a guy's perspective too, um, on that thing of you know, young kids and the drain, physical drain on, on the wife in particular during the night, I think for guys and, you know, everyone's different, but, you know, we can have expectations around how the house should be, you know, things around if, if things are untidy for a long time. Uh, and if that does drag out to months, you know, I think as, a, as the one who's not up, you know, 15 times a night looking after the babies, uh, you know, I've had to learn to have grace at the fact that, you know, when yeah. the house isn't going to be pristine, yeah. and that may happen for months. Yes, we're going to do our best to tidy it and do as much as we can, but even that's not actually going to be enough. And I actually have to have grace for that period, even when it drags out. Yeah, very good. You know, Jack and Tiana always tell me that they love it when they invite people over because the house is then clean. Little little uh, trick from those guys. Um, so uh, Isaac, uh, just before we move on to Pastor Mark and Nina, um, 
jumping back to the original question of building that strength uh, within your team as a couple, um, could you give us uh, maybe a verse or something that you remember at the beginning of it all or maybe a little bit into it, something that the Holy Spirit really downloaded to you in some things that you could do to build strength in a way that God would say, let's do this, rather than just, you know, top tips on Google? Yeah, uh, it's a really good question, <laughs> and that wasn't on the pre-preparation. Uh, so. <laughs> um, but, uh, but one of the things I think about every day, though, is, yep. well, God, what are you asking me to do as a husband? You know, Great. And that's all I can think about. And yep. so I think about Ephesians 5, where the Lord says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm. And honestly, that's what I think about every day. And I think, well, you know, if there's things that are grading on me or, you know, whatever, and for whatever reason, um, what's, what's God asking me to do in my marriage? And it's to put my wife first, to put my life down for her. Yep. So I, that's, for me, if you ask for scripture, that's the one I think of constantly. What's God asking mm. me to do as a husband? Yep. Uh, and, and that's what I seek God's grace for to do every day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Very good. Okay, Pastor Mark and Nina, uh, building upon our uh, practical line uh, here of things involved in building relationships, getting them started, getting them going, and keeping them going. Uh, my question for you guys is uh, with romance. Now, uh, clearly your romance started from day dot. Uh, before this photo, number eight, please, team. This was their first pick together. Now, I couldn't show it all, but maybe some of you could see there's a circle here. There it is. Uh, holding hands. Sneaky holding hands down the bottom there. Ooh, first pick. Now, clearly that is at a, some sort of an event uh, with what you guys... Oh, just a day of church. Yes. Anyways, uh, my question for you is, keeping romance alive, romance being a very important part of relationships and a part of a God-given relationship. And so can you uh, share with us, <laughs> one or the other or both, uh, tips in keeping romance alive? I, um, I, I love Nina very much when we got married and... Then we got married, and we did life together. So all of a sudden, you're, you're living with someone else. Then we had children. Then we had ministry, and I was very in a very, very busy church and very busy in life, and all, all sorts of things were happening, and you face things. You go through things. We moved to Queensland, and that was a big deal, and all the different things of life that, that changed. So the Nina that I married back in 1996 is not the Nina that's sitting next to me right now. In, in one way, I've been married to four different women. There was like a, a new bride, there was a, there was a mum, there was someone who was ministry with me. In, in one way, because Nina has actually changed. Mm. So if I expect her just to be the same woman that I married, that's an unreal expectation. So understanding that you grow together actually helps you keep the romance alive. And I can honestly say, without sounding cliche-ish or because I'm supposed to say it, I actually love Nina more now than I did back then because of all the life that we actually did together. So yep. I've been through the times when you're mad, sad, bad, glad, all the vagaries of life. We've had our ups, we've had our downs, we've had the realities of life. 
And I want to say, there's no one else that I want to actually do life with. There's no one else that I want to go through the highs with, that I want to go through the lows with. And, and, and so it's not that I'm just used to Nina. I just mm. appreciate her more now. I just love her even more now because I know every facet of her. I've seen all the different things of her and I just still love her and everything about my life is better when she's in it. And so that, that's how I look. So 27 years later, I can look around and I can say, whatever I'm doing is better when Nina's there. You know, just recently Nina went for a week to Adelaide and, uh, and I just miss her. I just don't feel the same. I don't feel as confident. I don't feel my normal self, but when she's with me, I just feel like I can, I can do everything. And so I guess what it is, is just loving freshly every day. So when I say I love her, I don't love the old her. I don't love the perfect behavior. I don't love the perfect person. I mm. love her as she is, as she is with me to this day. And so having that fresh appreciation, not a kind of uh, well, that's how it's supposed to be. She's my wife. I'm supposed to love her. But actually having this fresh appreciation of her every single day is one of the ways that we keep romance alive. Would that be true? Very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to add anything, Pastor Nina? I think one of the things that can happen when you've been married for a long time is that you can take each other for granted. And... Uh, so therefore, you think, well, they, they know that I love them. They, they you know, because 27 years I would have walked out if I didn't love them, you know. And, but the thing is, is that that's very dangerous. And so it's very important to tell each other every day that you love them. And it's not like, I love you, honey. It's like, I love, I love the way that you consider me. I love the fact that, you know, you, you know, he would say to me, I love the fact that I come home and there's always a meal on the table or there's always uh, washing done or there's always, you know, I love the fact that you respected me in that situation. I love the fact. And so what it is is that is acknowledging one another, that our love for one another on a daily basis. And it's really hard if you disagree sometimes because that actually does happen. It's not a fairy tale that you always agree. There are times where you disagree, and they're the times that you have to really make sure that the romance doesn't leave the room because you've checked out, you know, because you're angry or because you're frustrated or because they're not doing. So it's very important to be, I'll tell them I'll be there later. It's very important to, to keep that, mm. uh, that um, romance alive by our verbal affirmation of one another. Yeah, brilliant. And I'll just say one more thing. Uh, it's a bit of an adult thing. Um, so you get my drift. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, that your intimate life is a, uh, a thermometer of where your relationship's at. And I think that God designed the coming together as a way of bringing healing and reconciliation and kindness. And, uh, and that's why it's so important that that stays inside marriage and not outside of marriage. Because outside of marriage, that damages your relationship. But inside of marriage, 
it actually insulates your marriage and, and your relationship and actually helps your relationship. So those times when there's a testingness and the, the different things, it's amazing how just those intimate times can actually just bring your marriage closer. And so the enemy will fight you in that area in, in different things through time and, and all sorts of different things, but it's something that you need to fight for because it's something God designed to bring romance and love into your relationship. And so I talk code there, but I'm guessing you all understand what I meant. And if hopefully no one has to explain anything to children. <laughs> Very good. Yes, it's, uh, it's designed by God to keep two people together for life. And it's a gift of God. And the world has done a very good job of muddying it and uh, perverting it. And uh, I want to encourage you guys that uh, something designed by God, something created by God is good when people are married. It's good at the right time. Um, there's a, uh, an amazing uh, verse in uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, uh, where it talks about not awakening love before it's time. And because uh, once doors are opened, uh, it's really hard to unsee things and unremember things. And uh, so ensuring that it's done at the right time is really, really important. And so with that in mind, jumping back to, to you, Ryan, um, my next question for you is this, uh, is um, in the looking for someone, in the uh, the journey uh, stage of there of finding, you know, someone who you're like, okay, I really like this person. Um, I'm attracted to them. Uh, why am I attracted to them? Is this someone that I want to be attracted to? Uh, it's a looking season that all of us go through and uh, we start looking, we think, oh, maybe it's this person. And, and then it's like, oh, I've heard they like someone else now. And then, and then it's like, oh, well, I really like this person. And then you find out that they're already with someone and uh, no one else knew. And then you say, oh, well, well, you know, maybe I like this type of person. And there's a whole process and journey around looking. And uh, so I'd like you to uh, just chat about that and, and discuss that for a moment, Ryan. In uh, What should we look for? What are some things that we could look for? Or maybe some things that God is really inspiring you in looking for in the current stage? Yeah, I think it um, goes back to a little bit of a cliche is that you want a friend because ultimately you end up doing life together. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't get along with them, it's <laughs> probably not a good start, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's really good that you want someone that you are friends with, that you can talk with, you can laugh with and have a good time with. Mm. Um, it's probably a really big one. Um, and as well, having good counsel around you as well. Yeah. Because sometimes we get a little bit blinded. Um, we think we're really attracted to someone or we really like mm. this person and it maybe puts up a little bit of a blindfold across you. So just to have good um, counts around you as well to yep. go to that you older, that can go to um, just see what do you think about this or what do you think about this person, um, I think is also, yeah, again, really, really important. Um, Very true. Yeah. As well, I guess, jumping back to my last point as well, your time spent with God while you're single leads into this of um, giving everything to God before jumping into something as well. Mm. Um, I'll share a little bit, of, little bit of a story, I think. From Go for it. From personal experience. Please. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just I've 
had a situation where I've been interested in someone and asked them out, and we went on one date, um, and it went really well. It was really good. Um, nothing bad, terrible happened, didn't go crazy. It was really good. Um, and then before, before I went on the date, I just had a bit of a prayer with God and said, look, God, if you want this to go the direction that um, it goes, yeah, second date, third date, and so forth, then um, you'll, you'll make it happen. You'll make it work. And I know I put trust in you that you will see it, see it through. Um, and I remember after, after the day, I remember talking to this person, and they were like, I asked them, oh, would you like to go on a second date? I thought it went really well. I'd really like to get you more. And they were like, look, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm, I'm happy just to be friends with you. And then through that, um, usually you'd maybe feel a bit of disappointment and kind of maybe a bit of jealousy. Like, oh, I don't know, like, are they interested in someone else? But I actually felt a lot of peace um, with it. And mm -hmm. I think that is majorly to do because of trust in God in the yeah. situation. Um, and it didn't leave a bitterness towards the person. That's awesome. The so, yeah. Very wise. Holy Spirit inspired words there, my friend Ryan. And it's true because your heart, which is what Joel's was talking about before, even once you've gone through dating, marriage, into, into life with kids, your heart needs to be protected. Guard your heart above all else, the word says. And uh, sometimes once your heart's already involved, you need the wisdom of counsel, as Ryan said, uh, around you. Um, because it might, it might just be that it's the wrong time the right thing at the wrong time can become the wrong thing. Um, but it also might just be that this is, this is something that, you know, I'm trying to make work. And, uh, yeah, so very wise, Ryan. Um, Ryan, I think another thing that people um, also uh, like to look for is skills, um, things that people are really good at. And... Um, uh, it's pretty good. I, I found some photo evidence that you can fly. I guess so. Um, in picture number one on the left here, um, that's that's full horizontal with a though that point on that toe is next <laughs> level. You could almost draw a vertical line down that big toe to the to the kneecap. That is impressive. And if I, if you've ever seen a heel click, now you've seen the the world's best heel high click. Off the ground too, I will say. Sorry? It's pretty high off the ground too. No, it no. is. I'm glad you know that that's a skill. <laughs> I'm glad you know that. That's impressive and so humble about it too. The whole package, it's incredible. You know, uh, before, before we move on uh, to Vaki and Faith's next question um, about deal breakers and meal breakers, and I'll explain that in a minute. Um, I just want to throw in something personal here. Uh, before I attended this church, I was attending another church where I was running beach missions and kids groups and all these different things. And um, I had uh, started to really like a young lady. And uh, she attended this other church, uh, amazing young lady, and still still is. I haven't spoken to her probably a decade now. Uh, but uh, uh, I was really head over heels. And I was like, Mum and Dad, I think I found the one, you know. She's amazing. She's like ticking all the boxes and like, like, Everything was like so me. It's like it's unbelievable. And uh, my parents were like, "Okay, well maybe pray about it, and you know maybe ask God." And and I could tell they just weren't enthused about this. And I'm like, "She's Christian. She's this, 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 and this." And uh, and and I was like, I got to the point 
it was quite, it was probably over a year uh, into being friends with this particular lady. And, uh, and I was like, well, God, I'm just going to ask her out because, you know what, you, you, just, you just can't see it, God. Like, it's, you just don't get it, God. I'm like, she's perfect in every way. Like, like, man, if there was someone better than this, they would be like next level. Angel, like just like gift from God. I'm like, this is like, it's impossible. God, you, I think, why, are you, why aren't you releasing me? And uh, it never ended up going anywhere uh, through a whole different circumstances uh, around a family event. I wasn't able to talk to her for, for over a month. And during that time, she started dating another one of our friends. And I knew he liked her. And uh, super awesome brother wasn't doing anything because he knew I liked her. And he's like, oh, you know, Joe found her first, whatever. And, uh, and anyways, I'm out of action. He swoops in. She says yes. Now they're married with kids. And you know what? They were meant for each other. I thought I knew. But I didn't know. God did. I never would have come to this church. I never would have met Yovana. I never would have had Alaska. And I think about that sometimes. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that, I could have pursued that. And I know God still would have blessed my life as a child of God. But my whole story would have been different. I wouldn't have been Pastor Joel at Emerge Church. And, and I wouldn't have ever met Yovana. And so sometimes you might think, no, this is, but, but this person's perfect. Well, I want to encourage you to, to bring God into the conversation as well because God does have perfect for you and God will make sure that he blesses you and he's not trying to party poop on your story. So with that in mind, deal breakers and meal breakers, this is my question for you guys. Um, uh, sorry, that was Pastor Mark and Nina's question. Uh, I'm, I'm skipping over a whole couple of things. You're like, oh my gosh, we didn't, know, we didn't prep for that one. So three questions earlier, Vaki and Faith. Um, Implementing godly values uh, of selflessness uh, in your relationship uh, with each other. Um, when you're single, it's all about you. When you get into a relationship, you're like, <laughs> it's not all about me anymore. Uh, how did you guys go through that in implementing the principles of selflessness and that idea that it's about them? Um, I, I think for us both, like, it all came down to our values and our foundation individually. Yep. And... I think for us, like, because we were rooted in God and was firm in our relationship with God and we came together, um, I think the whole, at first, like, you know, being selfless was a bit hard because, like, you know, when, yeah, like you said, when you're single, you know, you, you do things for yourself. You yep. know, for example, I like to go gym and look good for myself. And then <laughs> when you... I guess, and look good to, for like, faith too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when you get to, I guess... Uh, in the dating season, like, yep. you, you give yourself to that other person. And when that's not, I guess, laid upon a, founda a firm foundation, which is not God, it's just destined to, to fall. And we, we kind of felt that early in our relationship where, you know, the honeymoon phase, we're like, mm -hmm. oh, I love you so much, but we didn't really understand what it meant to love each other until we had to kind of humble ourselves and come to a place where, like, God, like, how can we love each other the way that you do? And in his word, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says to love is kind, mm. love is um, patient, it does not boast. And, you know, all those values that we were actually able to implement into our dating season, which definitely just gave us, yeah, like, so much fruit for the rest of it and yeah. into our marriage. So, yeah, mm. it's, yeah. I love that. 
there's a common thread that I know that you'll all see it's building here and from uh, the beginnings uh, of Ryan sharing that, you know, God building our relationship with him first, it adds to the relationship with the people around us. And the Bible talks about that as well. Um, the, the principle that you'll hear uh, from people who don't have personal relationship with Jesus, you'll often hear, it's like, oh, they didn't do it for me. Whereas the, the oxymoron of the word of God is, that doesn't really matter, what, what are you doing for them? And so once you get into the relationship, it's when crunch time comes and you start to, to, to jump into that. Um, moving on uh, from there, uh, so over to you, Isaac and Joel's. Um, once you've, you've dated, you've got married, and kids are now a whole part of the story, um, keeping a relationship alive with Jesus. Uh, I'd love to talk to you guys about that uh, for a moment. There's kids uh, that demand attention. They are dependent uh, when they first uh, come out. You, they, they can't do anything without you. It's all-encompassing. Uh, and uh, work life, uh, providing a home, um, ensuring that you're engaging with family and friends, and there's a lot going on for, for young families. How have you guys maintained uh, and helped, uh, helped your family in your home uh, be Jesus central and Jesus focused? Share a little bit about that. Um, so for me, this season of little people where you mm. often can't even finish a thought before it's jumped to the next thing, um, it really has been a just moment-by-moment moment walk with Jesus. <laughs> it's, um, there have been, you know, snippets of times where I might have been able to spend longer, you know, reading through the Word of God or praying in the morning, but honestly my regular morning prayer for the last 10 years has often been, Jesus, help me, because I absolutely cannot mother the way that brings glory to God without him helping me with every step. Amazing. And it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's amazing, but it's hard. And all these little conversations and these little moments, Lord, how do I discipline that? How do I draw my child to you? How do I, how do I fix my own stinking attitude right now? Like, <laughs> honestly, the amount of times I've wanted to have a big fat tantrum, I'm like, no, I'm the mum, I've got to hold this thing together. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm like, Lord, help. Because, well, actually, we were talking just this week about all through our lives, from little to big, it is about laying our will down surrendering our will down for the other so that yeah. the Lord's light can be seen. Yeah. And yeah. so I think it really has been a moment-by-moment moment thing for me. And um, Isaac will talk a bit more about leading our children, but I think one of the, the big things that I have done with our children is um, I've always wanted to point them to Jesus because I fail over and over and over every single day. And... I don't ever want them to be looking to me as the perfect picture because mm. then the disappointment is going to be massive for them. You know, the more they, they grow and, and get to know me, the more they'll be disappointed, unfortunately. But by God's grace, you know, I slowly am becoming more like him. But 
it really is the amount of times that we have had conversations and I've said, Dolan, I am sorry, you know, I was wrong. But Jesus can help us to honour him and to love one another. And so that's, yeah, really been my heart in the conversations is pointing them to Jesus because he, he's the only perfect example for us um, to point towards. Awesome. So Isaac, if you could maybe approach it uh, from the angle of when things have gone wrong, or there's been you know really busy periods and you know stuff stuff going on, um, how have you then turned it around? How have you then brought Jesus into it? Oh, it's a it's a good point. <laughs> I think it um, it comes down to foundations. I think from our experience, so we've been really deliberate from the start to recognise that you know when Elias, our eldest, was born that. Um, you know, he's such a gift and a joy from God to us, but ultimately mm. he's God. And we want a parent with 20 years in mind. Uh, yep, you know, um, very good. And so, and so I think, you know, we pray <laughs> a lot of prayer every day, saturate everything in prayer, um, and laying a foundation for our discipline and our love in God's word. You know, the Ten Commandments, the teachings of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, daily reading of scripture together, uh, getting them, teaching our kids, training them to, they give thanks to God, you know, daily. Yep for things, um, praying for their unsaved friends. Uh, you know, they're deliberate things we build into their lifestyle that we do every single day. Um, and so I think when things go wrong, and they do, you know, there's uh, all kinds of messiness that can go on because of my fault or, you know, collectively things just, just yep. happen. But I think having a good foundation, you know, th- those, that culture set through prayer, <laughs> the Word of God, um, praying for a relationship with God, I think mm. allows you to correct things because the basis is already set. We've got to get back to what God's asking us to do you know, um, so uh, I'm just trying to think if there's a particular example. I probably can't think of like a pinpoint okay. particular example. Yep. But I do know, um, probably similar to what Jolene has said, you know, when life gets busy. Mm. And so, you know, as parents or even in your marriage, you're just like, man, like, you know, this sort of, I'm 41 now. And so it's that stage in life where, you know, you've got four kids, they're young, you've got a, the highest peak of your mortgage, you've got, you know, your marriage you want to look after, there's opportunities now at work, you're being asked to do, you know, higher responsibilities and, and other opportunities that God throws, like, wow, God, can I really do all of this stuff? And the prayer is, God, help me, you know? Yeah. God, help me. Uh, and, and I think, um, yeah, so I think prayer is really, really a big one, you know, giving it all to God. And I think on a practical note is cutting out things that don't help, you know, the mm. unnecessary things. You know, being really deliberate about how do we spend our time, how do we spend our money, how do we, what movies do we watch, you know, th- things like that. Um, just anything that's not taking you forward in the plans of God for you and your family, just cut it out of your life. You don't have time for that. You know, so I think there's some of the things that come to mind. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. You know, I think uh, sometimes as young people before we even uh, get married and stuff like that, we think, man, I've got got uni, I've, I've, got, I've got this to do, and I'm, I'm like going out on a date, and this and that, and we think, man, I'm so busy. Uh, I think this is a classic example uh, to all of the younger ones in the room that uh, it, it gets busier, and it gets more, and there's stuff to do. And uh, so I encourage you with what they've said, the foundation. It's easier to maintain relationship with Jesus if you've built that foundation there, rather than in the midst of something trying to like build a relationship and grasping and, and, and for it, yeah. yeah. And just another thing I was thinking to say was just yep. personally, uh, just being aware of my love for Jesus. You know, is he still my first love? And that's awesome. something that I want to always check. You know, am I loving Jesus mm. first? Yep. It can't become about my career or even about my family at the end of the day. 
it has to be about Jesus. And so starting each, no matter how busy things are, I'm not busier than God, you know, so I've got to start the day, <laughs> and I want to. I want to start the day with thanking God, yeah. with a time in prayer. Even mm. if it's a psalm I read, you know, it takes me half a minute. But yeah. it's got to start and end with the Word of God and, and with prayer to the Lord. So I think that just checking, you know, am I loving Jesus first? It's yeah. awesome. I like that. You know, uh, I've uh, often enjoyed starting my day just by, by beginning the relationship with Jesus, just by beginning a conversation, but not saying amen at the end of my prayers in the morning. And uh, I feel like then I, I'm consciously keeping the conversation flowing with God throughout uh, my day. And maybe that's a tip that you guys could add into if you feel like, man, I'm really struggling my relationship with Jesus at the moment. Just say good morning to him, but don't say amen. Uh, start the conversation. And then at the end of the night, uh, finish your prayer and say amen. Uh, Pastor Mark and Nina, uh, deal breakers and mill breakers. We fi- finally get to the, the question I, I thought we were asking before. Um, when, when you're uh, starting really probably from um, Ryan's angle of when you're dating uh, someone, uh, I'd love for you guys to jump in on that um, and give some wisdom around that, that... Uh, how do we know when it might just be a meal breaker? So, you know, oh, well, you know, we need to pause the relationship here and work through this. Um, and then other times it's like, oh, that's a bit of a deal breaker. Like this, this is maybe I need to pull back uh, from the relationship. So it's a really good question. And the, probably the best way to, for me to uh, explain this, our deal breaker was right from the beginning of our relationship when we were dating and... Um, we were not. Oh, we were visiting family, his family, and his family loved playing cards. Like you know, may I all these sort of cards. I came from a family where my dad was addicted to gambling with cards back in Italy, and so cards would never be seen. And so I had no idea what cards were. So I was re. Well, I was introduced to cards, and they're very passionate about card playing, <laughs> right? And I came from. I had no idea. Very. Very nice, calm, quiet home, even though there was tempers with Dad and things like that. But when I, we were there one evening and they were playing cards and um, my sister-in-law played a card and Mark reacted, but reacted in a way that I was like, flip, it's a card game. <laughs> like, he's react like he got angry. And I literally went, oh, oh, how am I going to talk about this? This is a deal breaker. Right? <laughs> and so I got in the car and I, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't pretend. So I just said, honey, i got to talk about something. So if you can talk to your sister-in-law like that, then how are you going to talk to me? And I can't handle that. I can't. That's a deal breaker for me. I, I am not going to tolerate anger like that. And so either you change or get yourself together because I can't be in this if you are going to get angry. And you know that was the first and the very last time I ever saw anger from Mark. It was a deal breaker. And he loved wow. me so much that he dealt with that anger. And uh, I, I'm so glad that... I had the courage, mm. no matter how much I lo- loved him and we were to be married, that I was prepared to go, no, there's the line in the sand, I won't take that, you know, and not go, oh, he'll change. And that's what a lot of people do. 
He mm. changed. She'll change. And then when they get married, they don't change. He doesn't change. It gets worse. <laughs> and, uh, and so we've got to never be afraid. If you're, before you actually get married and you're dating someone, don't be afraid to talk about those things yep. that are deal breakers for you. Because if you don't, it's not going to change. It's not going to get better. It actually piles up. Something else comes. And so that's my deal breaker. Um, I would say though, that what Nina says is exactly right. There's some things that you just can't deal with and the things that you hope to change after marriage, they're not going to change. It's just going to get worse. If you can't handle them before marriage, then trust me, they ain't going to get better after marriage. And so if there's all complications before marriage, it's not going to get easier. It's just going to be more complicated. So deal with it first. And if you can't deal with it, then maybe it's time to get out of it because it isn't going to change. It's going to be there forever. It's what is there. It's how they are. So if you can't handle it, then, then you're never going to handle it. I would say to single people this. Be someone now. Right? Be someone that someone else would want to marry and want to be with. You can't control all of the different people, but you can control yourself. So get a job, study hard, get a savings account. Do those things now. Be someone that someone else wants to marry. Work on yourself. Don't wait for God to bring someone out of the sky and, you know, <laughs> jingle bells and, you know, all these different things, right? Ain't going to happen, right? Be someone. Work and get busy in the church doing those different things. And one day you'll just notice that someone's alongside you doing it with you. That you just kind of go, wow, I've never seen her before. And all of a sudden something starts, something happens. But there's waiting. You work on you. Right? One of them is very interesting, right? Two become one. One complete, unique person who's complete in themselves, who is happy in themselves and doesn't need someone else to make them feel good about themselves, join someone else who is unique and complete and happy in themselves, and then the two become one. The mass of God isn't one plus one, or I, you know, need this, so I'm going to get someone who's going to meet my needs, and, and she completes me, he completes me. That's rubbish. That's worldly rubbish. Be complete and unique in yourself. Work on yourself. Be someone that someone else would want to be with. And all of a sudden, the two will become one and it will be what God intended it to be. And then you will have. Right? My, I literally believe this. Right? We talk about marriage breakup because of this and that and all these other things. I believe the number one reasons marriage breakup is because someone married someone they should never have been with. Right? They got married because they had some lack. They got married because there was some insecurity. They got married because they thought they were going to be left on the show. They got married because people put pressure on them. They got married because there was no one else. And all of a sudden, they didn't want to do that. And that's why, and I, and I said it before, this is those things, if you have intimacy before marriage, it hides all those other things. And the things, well, this works, and so it hides all those other things that's actually going to affect and hurt your marriage in the long run. So I would say, work on yourself, be a person, and one day someone like you, someone that is at the same place you're at, 
all of a sudden you'll get married. So when I got married, I got married late at 33, which is late. You know, back in the day, that was really late, right? Married a young bride, right? <laughs> Just 28 years old, right? But, uh, but in the sense, we were each other, but of an opposite gender. Not that we, in a sense that we just like and were the same person in God. We worked on ourselves. We were complete, unique, and happy in ourselves, and we married each other. And that's why I believe our marriage worked. It's awesome. I love, it's awesome. I love your quote that you sometimes say, Pastor Mark, that it's better to be single wishing you were married than being married wishing you were single. It's a good quote. That's uh, Nina's quote. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. Um, <clears throat> Pastor Nina's quote. Yes, very good. I just hear you say it a lot. Anyways, uh, Ryan, uh, building upon that thought, your last question uh, for tonight, um, enjoying the season of singleness. Uh, rather than, uh, you know, hoping for the next season. And uh, this is actually something that my parents gave me some wisdom and Yavana with Alaska, uh, is, you know, enjoy every day and every week rather than going, oh, I can't wait till she crawls, I can't wait till she talks, but just enjoying each of the moments. Uh, what are some things that you uh, have uh, experienced in, in all of this um, in terms of enjoying the season of singleness? And speak into that a little bit. Yeah, I think there's a few, few things, um, yep. which, is, which is great. Um, the first thing is in the nicest way possible. I don't have <laughs> to be distracted by someone. So my... Yeah full attention can be towards God and be on the things that I enjoy doing and I don't have to worry about um, someone else at mm. the time and what they'll think and what all that, like you just, when you're single, you just get to do the things that you want to do and like that's yep. really good for that time in your life. It's great. Um, like you can just call up your friends, be like, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to go out tonight? Rather, or like, do you want to go do this or whatever? Like it's just, you get that freedom of just, you can do what you want to do. Um, and then, yeah, on building on it as well, you do, you don't have to worry. Like, there's no anxiety or worry or stress about um, what will this person think of me, or um, you just get to go. Like I said before, you just get to go and do what you enjoy doing, and it's not, well, will they enjoy doing that with me, or will they not like that I do that? Like, mm. um, I can't imagine anything though. Like, maybe they don't like fishing or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but. No, but stuff like that um, that you just love to do is really, mm. really fun. Um, and then you also have a lot of time on your hands as well. And um, again, doing the things you love, but also you have a lot of time to devote to God as well. Yep. Um, which, again, undistracted time, your time, like you can just spend an hour or two, um, like I don't know what you like to do, but you can do it with God and you can go for a walk. You can read a book, you can read the Bible with God, you can do anything with God, and I think um, you can still do that in a relationship, um, but when you're single, you just have so much more time um, to devote it yep. to God, so yeah. It's very true, and the word that you use there, devoted, uh, is biblical. Uh, the word says that, uh, you know, as a single, you can be devoted to the things of God, but in marriage, you must be, and it's godly to be devoted to the other person, and uh, so as a single, you can give all and full attention and heart in that regard, uh, regard, sorry, to Jesus. So Isaac and Joel's, uh, again, building upon that for your last question, um, in uh, the uh, obviously not being uh, single now, 
uh, oh, sorry, Voki and Faith. I'm looking at the wrong, the wrong people. I'm jumping a question again. Um, hold that thought, Isaac and Joel's. Uh, Voki and Faith, purity in dating. So you've gone from single now into dating season, and uh, how do you maintain purity uh, while you're dating? What are some things that you could share around that? Um, it's funny because when you're single, well, like, I don't know, for me anyways, like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's there. You hear about it in church, but as soon yep. as you start dating, it's like like this big, bold letters, like, purity. It's like, okay, that's my one thing. Like, it, it just, I think it felt, for me anyways, and then I think eventually for us, it was like, okay, we have to maintain our purity. But over, I guess, those years of dating, um, the Holy Spirit, through some, you know, through temptation and through trials, he kind of just dropped this um, bit of wisdom for us that um, it wasn't so much of the goal was to um, pursue purity. It was actually shifting our mind to pursuing God. And in that, like, we would be able to pursue purity. Yeah, Because That's at awesome. the start, it was because we were so focused on trying to maintain purity. It's like these rules and regulations. And the enemy was really good at twisting and manipulating that, oh, it's okay, like, it's fine, you know, it's just this or it's just that. Um, because it was so much focusing, we were so much focusing on just not sinning, but God was kind of, God yeah, shifted that mentality for us, and mm. he was like, well, don't focus on just not sinning, just focus on me instead, and so it was a, a shift of a focus on sin to a fixing our eyes on Jesus, and that changed everything for us, that That's really awesome. helped us, um, yeah. Yeah, do you have a top tip for the young players out there, Voki? Oh, with purity, yep. um... <laughs> nah, um, <laughs> from the guy's perspective from the in the guys dating stage <laughs> I think like you know guys like to approach girls blah 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 and all that but I think yeah from a godly point of view like I, I, me personally I, I don't really like know the, the gift of purity or like how God designed purity to be and you know after pursuing it I guess with faith uh, like five years in our dating um, and then entering marriage, like, we're actually able to see the, I guess, the, the beauty of the, the unity and, I guess, the, the design that, like, purity is awesome. It, it, it's a thing that God wants for all of us in your um, single season. And, um, yeah, the enemy is, like, so quick to deceive it, to make you feel like, like nah, like, it's not something that's worth investing. But mm. what, like, yeah. On our relationship, like, it's worth protecting, it's worth, um, I guess, investing, because when you do enter that, or for us, when we entered marriage, like, it was, yeah, the best thing for us, so. Yeah. Yep. It's very true. It is something worth fighting for and protecting, despite yeah. uh, the uh, oversaturation uh, an over-sexualization of the world around us, um, it, it can almost become like, oh, well, it's just normal. Um, but, it, but it's not how it was designed to be. And so it's very wise. Uh, I love that, Voki. Um, so um, lastly for you, <laughs> Isaac and Joel's. Uh, sorry about that. I, got, I, built, I built it up and then took it off of you. Uh, maintaining couples' time during uh, the kids' season. And so... Um, building upon your relationship, you've got your, your strength and your communication and you've got uh, Jesus at the, the center of your home and, and, and you're exampling it to your kids. 
now pulling it back to just you two. Uh, how have you guys, maybe a top tip, uh, how you maintain couples' time uh, during this? Yeah, um, so I think, I, I guess I have a bit of a tip, not necessarily on how to maintain couple time, but um, my tip is to be ready to change your expectations of what it looks like. You know, let, let it shift, let it change. You, you're not going to have these perfect, awesome date nights that can just all come yeah. together and be these, yeah. like, really cool, fun, amazing things. Because you have four little people that keep getting out of bed and you're like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, just go to sleep. So, you know, you can plan this really fun, you know, movie night and you've got yummy dessert and, you know, you've got it all. But, okay, there's one. Oh, I'll go to him or you go to her. Yeah, okay, right. I'll see you in 15 minutes, hopefully. I don't know. Like, you know, so I think that kind of that tip to go, all right, look, let's, let's aim for this. If it doesn't look perfect at the end of the night, that's okay. You know, yeah. we've, we've tried yeah. to invest in one another. We have tried to put one another first, and it might fall apart, but that's okay. Because then you do get Very sometimes good. surprises where you have these little pockets of time and you have this really fun thing that you kind of didn't expect, and you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. That was awesome. Mm. So I think it's just um, reframing, allowing it to look a bit different, having grace for that change of season. And, and I think, too, just keep coming back to each other, you know, like, it, and yeah. in amongst all of the chaos and the, and the mess, you know, just keep coming back to each other and back to that teamwork aspect, you know, yep. like, just stay together and, you know, those little moments, sometimes they pop up and you can enjoy them, sometimes it's just um, reframing a drive in the car, you know, the kids have all fallen asleep in the back and you're like, hey, we can like hold hands and have a whole conversation, this is awesome. <laughs> So it's just appreciating that actually this is couple time. It, mm. it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't kind of tickle your boxes of what a, a date night should be, but um, that is precious. And I think that's doing life together. So, yeah. It's awesome. Anything for you, Isaac? Yeah, yep. I don't have a lot to add to that. I think, yeah. That's okay. Just, um, uh, making the most of the opportunities you get yep. and what you can make of that. I think having great babysitters, now mum's at the back there now looking after the kids, they make a world of difference because then you do get obviously the <laughs> chance to actually go out, you know, yeah. sometimes as well. Uh, I think um, just one more thought I had in leading up to this was around, yeah, really valuing the marriage relationship, obviously, um, and not letting any other relationship actually take precedence over that other than your relationship with Christ. You know, it's even your relationship with kids. We love our kids, but the best thing we can do for them is have an awesome marriage, you know, mm. and put it ourselves, uh, our, each other first. Uh, and so above any, you know, great friendship that you've got outside of marriage, uh, that can't take precedence over your marriage yep. at, at all. Uh, and even your kids can't. You have to put each other first. Yeah. It's so, so true. Having that uh, relationship between you two uh, is what they will grow up seeing, uh, seeing the love that you guys have for each other. And, uh, you know, shout out to my parents who are in the room. It's something that I honour. Uh, in my mum and dad all the time is their faithful love to each other over many, many years. And for me, now being married and now having my, my first kid, uh, certainly not as far along the journey as you guys, um, but it's so true for kids looking at their parents, um, what they see is what they, what they believe. And so that's really powerful. Thank you. Uh, lastly, 
Pastor Mark and Nina, if you could both leave us with a top tip uh, for relationships, um, maybe something to look out for or something to focus on or something to look forward to or something. Um, I think that if you uh, understand this, women need to feel like their man thinks that they are the most important woman in the world. And so if you can show and live an example that you feel that your wife is the most important person in the world, they will always be secure, right? That's why pornography and all these other things are so damaging, right? It, it's, it's they need to feel that they are the most important. Out of, out of all the women in the world, I still want you. You're the one that I love. You're the one that I, that I want to be with. And, and I think that's a really important point. And I think for women, if you would understand that your man is an ego-driven creature. We are actually just very simple. You tell us we are good, that's all we need. Right? Like, you tell me that you like the shirt, I'll wear the shirt for the next four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I'll make sure it's, I, I wash it every day. And I, because that's all we are. So if you pull us down and you say, we haven't done this, you haven't done that, and you haven't done this, and all these other things, it's just like, whoa. Right? Like, we can't handle that. You want behavior from us? Just tell us we're doing good at whatever it is that you want and we will do it better. <laughs> we will just do it better. It's as simple as that. You just show your wife that you love her and literally, it's, it's no more difficult than that. Husbands love your wives. Wives respect your husbands. And let me tell you, it will sort out pretty much everything that's going on. Anything for you, Pastor Nina? Oh, I honestly, I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> so, Ditto. Uh, awesome. I, just, I do think that yeah. women, you need to respect your husbands. You know, the Bible says, wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It's really simple. It, it's, it's the love, it's the respect. And if and, and Bocky referred to this, just follow the Jesus rule, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love mm. chapter. You know, they're the really, the, it's very simple. Honouring, respecting, loving one another. If you do that, then a whole lot of thing is overlooked and sorted out. Go to, when you can't yep. resolve things, you go to God. The, when when you're married, it's a threefold called the Holy Spirit's number three, right? You can't work yep. it out in a disagreement, or he just doesn't understand me. She doesn't get me. She's not listening. Did I go to God? God, if it's me, change me. If it's Him. Speak to him. And number three, God is the one you to go to. If you can't work it out between the two of you, go to God. If you still can't listen or want to obey God, then go and speak to someone who's wise and godly and give you some good counsel because sometimes that's beneficial having someone to talk with. Mm, it's awesome. Uh, can we thank our panel, please? Um, there's... There's two things I'd love uh, to do to just close this off. Um, and firstly, I just want to honour Jesus uh, in tonight that he is the answer. 
in each of the stages. I hope you've seen that tonight, that Jesus is the answer. If you're single, Jesus is your answer. Uh, he knows who, and, uh, but he knows you. And so investing in him is only going to bless you so, so much. And uh, through all of the journey of life, Jesus will always still be your answer. And uh, so maintain, invest in that relationship and maintain uh, that relationship. And it will serve you so well. And he loves you the most out of anyone out of everyone. Jesus loves you. And I always say this about, um, you know, the people around us that don't know him yet, that Jesus loves them way more than you do. Like for those of you that might have family members that you want to become uh, a believer, Jesus loves them way more than you do. Well, tonight, I want to say that to you. Jesus loves you so, so much. You are everything to him. So remember that. And let that excite you in your relationship with him. And uh, lastly, Pastor Mark and Nina, uh, would you guys pray for us uh, and pray to close off the night? Thank you. Father, we thank you for the, just the great truths that were just shared tonight, oh God. My Father, people are actually living life, oh God. So it's not a theory. Father, it's just people who are actually in the midst of these things. Father, I pray for every single person. Lord, let them, Father, not sell themselves short, oh God, and let a trust come in you, O oh Lord, that you have the right person for them at the right time, O oh God. And that, Father, that, that, that they are able to wait and work on themselves, O oh God, that, Father, that will forever benefit them. Father, for those that are in a relationship, O oh Lord, Father, let them, Father, just love each other, O oh God, learn about each other, know each other, O oh God. Father, learn the things that are good, not so good, how the other person works and talks and does all the different things about their lives, O oh God. Father, for those freshly married, oh God, let it be that, Father, they just enjoy one another's company, learning, Father, what it's like to be two but to be one at that same time, oh God. Father, for those that are in the midst of situations, oh Lord, Father, where they're children and mortgage and work and pressures and all sorts of things that are going on in those lives. Father, we're at their physical and mental best, but Father, Lord, there's so many calls on their resources, oh God. Father, Lord, let it be that they have the wherewithal to still find you in the midst of that time, oh God. Father, get them through those things. Father, for those that have been in long-term marriage relationships, oh God. Father, Lord, let the spark never die, oh God. Father, let a freshness of love be there, oh Lord. Father, that they will be able to, Father, sustain, Father, through all of life's sorrows and joys, one another, oh God. Father, Lord, let them remember the vows that they made, oh God. Father, when they stood before that person, oh God. Father, Lord, and not do it, oh God, just because they vowed it, oh God, but because they still feel it, oh God. Father, I pray for all the relationships in this house, oh God. Father, for those that have had broken relationships, oh God, where there's been disappointments and things haven't gone to plan, where there's been unhoped for endings, oh God. Father, let them know, oh Lord, that even though their spirit may be broken, oh God, that you are the Father of spirits, oh Lord, and you are able to bring healing in those circumstances, oh God. And though it may have been their worst days, oh God, you still have a future and a hope, oh God. That Father, that even though we talk about the perfect way and the right way, oh Lord, Father, that you are still the God for when it is imperfect, when it hasn't gone right, when it hasn't gone the proper way, oh Lord, that you are still the Lord over these things, oh God. 
And so we put our trust in you and ask that you bless all of our relationships, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.